Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, another Ramblings with Rich. And this is one we had kind of planned, and so we've titled it Going Cashless, which I think the industry and even the culture is moving that way. Uh, you pull out a $100 bill or a $20 bill or a $5 bill, whatever, and they're not always welcome. They want a credit card or some other form of payment. That's happening as we speak. Rich and I got into that, some of the tax implications and other things. Always a good time with Rich. Thanks, sponsors. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini. So here it is. If you ever thought about what the world would look like, it was cashless. Rich and I go down that lane. If the hobby ever goes cashless, what is going to be the impact? Is it a good thing or a bad thing, or does it even matter? Because we're, you go to the Mavs game, you can't spend cash. They do not accept cash. It's credit card only or probably some other digital forms of payment. But for me, all I've ever done is credit card, but they will not accept your cash. And that's been since COVID. And it's probably here to stay, even though we've mentioned, I believe that's uh, illegal to not accept American paper and coin money. It's legal tender. I don't think you should be able to refuse it, but apparently they can. So have you been in that situation? Every once in a while, you get somebody who doesn't bring cash to us. In fact, I know Scott Brockelman across the way from me was complaining that people wanted to buy stuff and didn't bring any cash with them to the show. And they didn't really have a great way of paying otherwise. So what they do? They didn't buy it. It was like they spent an hour looking at his stuff and then didn't have anything to buy it with. If I told you I am for and against not having cash at a show, would you believe me? There'd be less worry of being accosted and somebody take money but not restricting that you can't use cash i see that as a negative i think it's un-american i think it's illegal and so i want to bring cash i'm also going to bring at least i have a credit card and i have some checks and i don't usually do checks unless the person knows me and i i don't usually do credit card but i can and i have but in fact, when I'm doing dollar box rich, it's dozens of dollars. Sometimes it's hundreds of dollars, but it's very rarely thousands. You of did dollars. write a check for the pallet at the Atlantic City National. That doesn't count. That's my, mm-hmm. I, I've now gone on the record to say as I get rid of 1% a month, I'm actually acquiring one tenth of 1% a month. And that actually, that pallet was more than one tenth of, but I started right after that. Okay. As you said, it's actually helped you increase in counterintuitive, but you've actually been able to reduce your footprint by the fact that you bought all those cards. I put them into my eBay lots. And just today, I got a response on my eBay account from a guy that said, I so enjoyed the player lots that you prepared for me. You are the best player seller on eBay. I can't wait to order some more. And I said, I can't wait either. I'm I'm doing this for guys like you that like these certain players. But what that lot allowed me to do is spice up my lot Uh, for Jose Canseco. I always use him for sake argument is that there were some Jose Canseco cards that are good cards, but they're not appropriate for Com C. You can't sell them one at a time, but put them in a group. And they really added, they're not cards you would normally see. They're just in between. As you said, it's it's good on a security thing to be cashless. But if you're a dealer and you're doing this as a side hustle, and I'm not encouraging anybody to break any laws, but 
you get the 1099s. The government this year was a little more lenient about not having to put that on your IRS. Next year, I suspect they will be. You've always supposed to have been reporting anything you make over $600. And if you're making more than $600 from any cashless way of doing it, it's easily traceable. If it's not cash. If it's not cash. When I'm selling, I'm generally not selling for cash. I'm selling for PayPal or whatever eBay does. That and ComC, I get it. And obviously... I'm getting a 1099 or whatever from ComC because I sell enough. Obviously, I'm not a criminal. I'm declaring everything that I get from that. But on the buying side, I need to keep track of what I'm buying. But I'm buying for cash in many cases. But if you couldn't use cash, then I guess I'd do something else. But what I don't like is exchanging all my personal information, whether it's accounts or, you know, addresses and things like that. Cash is impersonal enough that I can just be anonymous and not that my cash is as good as anybody's cash. And uh, there's something to walking up to somebody's table, picking out some cards and holding out a hundred dollar bill, whether you're making an offer or they can see you're going to pay and you're not messing around. If you just walk up and say, Hey, what do you want for these? You know, it's just a different interchange. And I guess they could worry about, counterfeit money but have you heard about that happening within the industry not that much but i'm sure it's happened i'm sure it's happened i think i've only heard one case of the dallas card show about bad money being spent and they caught the guy well that's a felony there for sure they need to not only nip that in the bud but find out the source but if there were enough counterfeits out there that when I walked up and I bought a nice group of dollar box cards, I get a hundred cards for a hundred dollars. Actually, I expect to get less than a hundred dollars for it. But let's say for sake of argument, it's a hundred dollars. If there were more counterfeits out there, this dealer could give me a heartburn and say, you know what? I don't want that. I, there are too many counterfeit hundreds going around here. I've heard about that. I don't want your hundred dollar bill. Pay me some other way. And then I'd have to figure out, do I want to give them a check with my address on it? Do I want to run my credit card number? Do I, do I want to do some other kind of digital form of payment? Off my it's phone? funny. The only time I've been to the new Globe Life field, because my friend who used to take me a, a couple times a year, passed away way too young of skin cancer. And I'm standing on the concession line. And I knew going in, I was not going to have... Take cash. So I knew I have to have something, a debit card or credit card or something to buy what I was going to buy. And this guy was buying, was wanting to show off for his friends and he ordered food and drinks for his six friends. Yeah. And they tell him it's, let's say, $100. And he pulls out his wad of money. And they have to tell him, we don't take cash. And he's like looking incredulously. And one of his friends has to give a card for the $100. He just handed that friend $100. But and there are some yeah. vendors at the Dallas Card Show who will take nothing but cash. Yeah. If you get known for that, that you only take cash, I'm giving advice here now, but I'm not an attorney, but that says, will you please audit me? <laughs> yeah. If that becomes known that they only take cash, it's like at the Nationals that you remember there were... IRS or state 
revenue people, I don't know if it's New Jersey or Baltimore, uh, Maryland or something, that came around and said, we don't know exactly how much you sold, but here's what we're estimating. And if you want to dispute it, you can. Otherwise, just pay us this money right now. And that I think that happened more than once at Nationals. It was a little bit of a shakedown. Thankfully, it never happened to me. Okay. But if they wanted you to sign up for a sales tax license, I signed up before the show. Okay. When I could tell people, hey, most of this is on consignment. I can take it in, but basically knock my cards. I'm just setting up for my friends. And I always kept good records at the National, and I always paid a fair amount to the sales tax people in every show I went to. When people are talking about comps and they say, here's what it sells for on eBay, and then I want to get it for this at the show because I want to get a discount or something like that, eBay is charged in sales tax. And most dealers at the show, I believe, do not. Have you had very many well, I mean, show it, tax? It's normally eBay? assumed that sales tax is part of the sell price. But it doesn't have to be. We had a guy in New York in the early 1980s, and he passed away way too young. He was like 32 years old when he died. And he actually was the only vendor we knew at Gloria Rothstein's show. And he kept this thing out, and he charged sales tax on every sale. I don't think people like that. Theoretically, I like it because it sounds very honest. It, it means you had to have a lot of change. That's why people didn't like it. But that, the yeah. concept was, hey... If I'm paying this, you're paying this. Well, Most of us, but when we, we do sales tax, we're absorbing the sales tax. If it's 3%, but if it's 10%. But you're it. right. eBay, ComC, all these people are following the federal guidelines and charging their sales tax for internet transactions. And I'm actually in favor of that. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was really before that putting the brick and mortar stores in such a deep hole. They have enough cost, but then having to absorb that where somebody could be in their basement yeah. and not having to pay it was not fair to them either. Okay, but I don't pay sales tax when I buy on ComC when I'm buying from another dealer and then putting it over into my account. So is that because it's an internal transfer or something? If you're buying something, I think if you're using store credit and you're not purchasing something, I think it has to do with the actual money coming in or coming out. But if you have $1,000 of store credit and you spend $500 of your store credit to buy 56 tops Yankee team card, then I don't think you would be because you're staying within your system. You really aren't laying out any new money. But if somebody on eBay bought that card, they'd pay they will be paying. They will be paying the sales tax. Which COPC calculates or does eBay calculate? or eBay calculates, yes. Okay. Well, so that's another edge for there's something about it's pre-tax, it's like 401ks and things like that. Money is not equal to money. Money in COPC has already been cleansed or whatever. Once you take it out, you're going to get a haircut. So if you leave it in, it's got extra buying power. And like we're saying, if you're buying internally, you're not paying sales tax. So that's another right. savings as opposed to Somebody was telling me, maybe you, that there are still people that shop from ComC, but through eBay. And so they're not getting the, the full benefit of ComC. And that's right. And the one advantage of doing it through eBay is that there's also the guaranteed shipping. So yeah. if you need the item immediately, yes, that is a very valid reason to do it that way. 
And the eBay Guarantee Program? They are part of the eBay Guarantee Program. If it's over, I think it's still $250. They're eating that cost right now, aren't they? I think it's free still. I think the concept of having a third party look at something like that is a good thing. (laughs) Except ComC is the third party. I'm talking about for the average vendor, though, or the average person. I think that is a good thing on a conceptual level. And you can always tell who's not good. There are some vendors on eBay that what they do, because they know that this thing may not be good, they will have an expensive card and then throw in, say, a $2 card at the $250 thing to make it a lot. And then if it's a two-card lot, then that does not go through the authentication process. Because the average is 125 or something? Yeah, I guess so. Whatever it is, then... Any system can be beaten, apparently. But I, I like it when people are trying to make sure that hobbyists or, or budding potential hobbyists do not have a negative experience. One of my local friends bought what's purported to be a printing plate on eBay. Yeah. And he called me, I think after, it, it was like $30. So it wasn't going to affect anything in his life. And I looked at what the guy was offering for sale. And I said, I don't think it's one of those authentic printing plates. I think the guy's kind of a little shady with this. Yeah. but it's fine for $30. It's not worth it. But if you're going to do something like that, you've got to see what are the other items the person is selling. I've used that same example. If you're worried about something being trimmed, if you bought a collection of a thousand cards, it's doubtful that one of them is trimmed. <laughs> it could be, but if you're buying a collection of and one, I had comes card. I had cards come out of the pack that looked like they were trimmed. You probably too. I've had people writing in now to me and sending me, pictures of things they assure me are pack pulled the discussions we had in the formation days of bgs and and even before that there's always been the story the narrative that somebody says hey i got this autograph my dad got it from babe ruth or i bought this out of a pack this is the actual card or i saw the guy sign it you don't want to call him a liar, but it's just impossible to prove those things and nowadays you can have maybe some visual digital proof as you're opening the box that this is the way it was pack pulled but if you had a dinged card and you try to send it back into tops and say this is a quality control problem they could say how do we know you didn't just buy this for cheap because somebody had stepped on it or dropped it from the second story 